Welcome to Passion Life Church. Good morning and thanks for joining us here at Passion Life Church this morning. And uh, we're so glad that you are here with us. It's going to be an incredible day. I believe God has a word for us. Now, if you're watching on YouTube today, would you subscribe to our channel? Like today's video. It helps us reach more people. If you're on SoundCloud, hey, good morning, wherever you're listening uh, throughout the world. And if you're on SoundCloud, we'd love for you to join us on YouTube or on Facebook. Facebook Live here at Passion Live Church. We're live Pacific time at 10 a.m. on Sundays, and we'd love for you to join us. Join in the chat. Come on, if you're in the chat, let us know that you are there, and uh, we love to engage with each other because, you know, right now we're not meeting in person, so this is the best that we got, but I believe that God is going to meet us right here. If it is your first time joining us, let's connect. You can simply connect with us by taking out your, your smartphone and texting the word CONNECT to 951-382-5757. And we can connect and we can keep you updated of what's going on. If you live in this area, in the Marietta area, we are planning in-person services soon. Want to let you know about that. But thanks again for joining us. We are continuing this incredible series called The Power of Thank You, The Key to Finding Joy Again. We're taking this from my brand new book. And uh, I'm really excited about this. I got a text this week from a pastor in Florida who's being blessed by it. Uh, somebody else messaged me from the Netherlands and said they just bought a copy. It's going around the world. We're so excited about that. I believe that this book is going to change people's lives. And you can purchase it today at powerofthankyoubook.com. That's powerofthankyoubook.com. Now, it's going to come out in Target. It's going to be on Amazon. It's going to be in Barnes & Noble. You can purchase it there, but it's only for pre-sale right now on there. But if you go to powerofthankyoubook.com, you can order it today and have it. And listen, give it to somebody as a gift. It has this amazing dedication page. I love that you can... Uh, you're able to dedicate it. You're able to sign it. Tell people what you're thankful for. And uh, we did it in such a way that, uh, you know, it's such a beautiful book. And right now it's 20% off. Listen, I don't know how long that's going to last. And I think the code is thanks. And uh, you can get it and get somebody. There may be some more additional discounts. We have some incredible product there that's also 20% off. We have beanies and mugs and all these different things. So it's, it's awesome and incredible. And at the end of the day, I'm just hoping that it it is a blessing to you. The title of today's message is The Secret of Happiness. The Secret of Happiness. I love what Genesis chapter 30 verse 13 says. It says, And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. Leah wanted a child, and when she had her baby, she named him Asher. And she said, I'm so happy. You know what's interesting is that in the Hebrew, the word happy comes from the word Asher, which means blessed. So when God's blessing is in our life, happiness is a result. And so today, as we talk about the secret of happiness, I want to ask you a question. Do you know any happy people? <laughs> How many happy people do you know? Now, I want you to type it in the chat. I don't want you to type their names. I just want you to type a number. But I'm not talking about people who like occasionally laugh. I'm talking about people who you gravitate towards because they're happy. You want their happiness 
to rub off on you about how many happy people do you know? I'm curious. Now, let me ask you another question. Are you happy? (laughs) Are you happy? Now, let's be honest. And if I were to ask your friends, hey, is John happy? Is Mary happy? What would your friend say? And I'm going to tell you why this is important, because here's a little secret about happiness. Do you know that happiness is the number one goal for people in life today? It's the number one, according to psychology today, listen to this, attaining happiness is a global pursuit. Researchers find that people from every corner of the world rate happiness more important than other desirable personal outcomes, such as obtaining wealth, acquiring material goods, and getting into heaven. Right now, people want happiness and they want happiness now. And they're rating that more important than even going to heaven. So happiness is people's desire, according to this study, their number one desire. Now, we may not admit that, (laughs) but this is what we're looking for. Now, let me preface today's message. I want to tell you, today I am not preaching against happiness. I am not. To be honest, we need more happiness and joy talked about in the church today. We need more celebration. Come on, somebody, put some uh, applaud emojis in the in the in the uh, chat today. We need more celebration. We need more talk about happiness. We need more talk about joy. Now, I think we don't talk about happiness and joy because we've adopted the world's definition of what happiness is. We attach it to sinful things. So we, oh, we don't want to tell people to be happy because they, they may sin. And it's the same thing that the church has done with sex. We don't talk about sex and the beauty of, of how God made intimacy between a man and a woman. You know why? Because we've adopted what the world says about it, how the world feels about it. They've made it dirty. Listen, Sex is not dirty. God made it beautiful for uh, a man and a woman to be married and, and experience that intimacy. But you know what? We shy away from it because you know what? If we start talking about that, you know, people may go out and, you know, they're going to have sex. Well, you should be having sex if you're married. Come on, somebody. But let me just, let me encourage us today. Anything that is not used the way God intended for it to be used will be abused. It will be abuse. So today I'm talking about a happiness that comes from from God. Now, you may say, Pastor Phil, you know, as Christians, we like to use the word joy. How come you didn't call today the secret of joy? I'll tell you why. I I, I called it today the secret of happiness because most people are familiar with happiness and not joy. I've been in church now for about 25 years and even pastoring people, most Christians still don't understand what joy is. You know, I'll even sometimes hear different pastors talking about the difference between happiness and joy. And it's almost like they're enemies you would think about, you would think when when they talk about happiness and joy, that they're like stark enemies. Actually, they're not. Joy and happiness are really so closely related that as in our search for happiness, oftentimes we overlook joy and and we overlook joy because it draws from something much deeper. And I want to tell you, this is such an incredible time. I think we need to hear this word, but listen, and here's why it's important because when you discover what joy is, 
Lifelong happiness is inevitable. Oh, I want to say that again. When you discover what true joy is, lifelong happiness is inevitable. And I want to tell you from this preacher today, I love happiness. I love the feelings associated with happiness. This is why I pursue joy. So let's look at them today. Let's, because if we're looking for happiness, maybe we're looking for the wrong thing. What is happiness? Well, let's define it. The word for happiness is derived from an old English word, hap. And it means, look at this. It means chance, occurrence, circumstance, happening, luck, or incident or event. Now look, according to the dictionary, look at this definition. Happiness is defined as a state of well-being characterized by emotions ranging from contentment to intense joy. So watch this. As we pursue happiness, according to this definition, happiness is seeing my state of well-being through my emotions. Yet, it's determined by some event, by some circumstance. Wow. So when the circumstances line up, when events line up, guess what? Then I am happy. So according to happiness, I'm looking at the state of my well-being through my emotions. Watch this. That are determined by chance, by some event by luck. Come on, somebody. That's why so many people live in what I call the when and then, right? I will be happy when I get that promotion. When I get the promotion, then I will be happy. Listen, when I get my dream home, then I will be happy. It's the when and the then. How about this one for all the single people? When (laughs) I get married, then I will be happy. Watch, watch this. So what we do is we base our happiness on an event. For those of us that are, that are married, we understand that, uh, you know, just being married isn't going to make you happy. There's a lot of people who are married that are unhappy, but single people and what we can do in happiness overall is we place it on an event or a person. Listen, when I get married, then I will be happy. So we make our spouse responsible for our own happiness. Wow, that's a lot of pressure on them. Man, I'm so thankful that my wife looks to God for her happiness and her joy, and she's not expecting me to make her happy. That's a lot of pressure. Man, you can drain the life out of somebody. And this is why so many people are unhappy. We're placing our happiness on some event or some person. And here's the truth. Nobody is responsible to make you happy. Nobody's responsible to make me happy. So we've got to learn about it, right? Now, of course, if you got a new promotion, there's going to be feelings of happiness. Man, our wedding day was one of the greatest days of our lives that people still talk about. We had an incredible wedding. Maybe one day I'll share uh, uh, you know, with you uh, about it. Uh, yes, when you walk into your dream home, there is going to be feelings of happiness. But that's what I call superficial happiness. Now watch this. Superficial happiness is happiness that's based on my emotions. That is dependent on the possibility, 
watch of circumstances lining up. So I've got to wait till all the circumstances, the situations all line up and then I will be happy. Now, when we do this, here's what happens. If we are waiting for all of these things to come together, guess what? Then happiness is unpredictable. It's outside of our control. So we're just kind of waiting. And so this is why so many people in life are living on a roller coaster of emotions, just waiting for things to happen. So one day I may be happy, one day I may not. Now, I think it's important that we understand that feelings are not the best way to assess our well-being. Come on, say a good amen. It's important that we understand our feelings and we understand that God gave us emotions. God gave us feelings. God wants you to feel him. But you know what? On the days that you don't feel him doesn't mean that he's not there. He promises us that he will never leave us and never forsake us. But feelings are important. You need to be able to feel pain. You know, if I'm cooking and my fingers accidentally on the stove, if I don't feel that it's burning, you know, I could eventually lose my whole hand. So that pain and feeling that pain causes me to retract my hand and go, ow, there's pain, right? But listen, what I think what's really important is that feelings are to be a gauge, not a guide for our life. Oh, I want to say that again. Feelings are to be a gauge, not a guide for our lives. And our feelings have to be filtered through truth. Let me give you an example. Let me ask you this question. Do you feel a little dizzy right now? Do you feel dizzy? Pastor Phil, why would I feel dizzy? You're asking me why would I feel dizzy? I'm not spinning around right now. Actually, according to science, we are all spinning right now. The earth is spinning at 1,000 miles per hour. All of us right now are spinning. But let me ask you a question. Do you feel it? Do you feel it? I don't feel it. Now, just because you don't feel it, though, doesn't mean that it's not true. This is why our feelings need to be filtered through the truth. And so what is joy then? Right. Let's ask ourselves, what is joy? Because really joy is the secret to happiness. I like to define happiness as the feelings of joy. Right. They're feel And I love those. And we listen, my church family. I'm not telling you today to shut off your feelings. I want to encourage you again. We need more joy. You need joy right now. Come on, say it. Say, I need joy flowing in my life. Now, because of the way things are going, I don't know your situation, but you may not even be able to say that right now. Joy. I don't know if I could say joy. You need to say it because it's not just a want. I want to tell you today, joy is a necessity for our lives. But what is joy? All right. Now, since happiness is the state of well-being characterized by emotions, watch this. Joy is the state of well-being characterized by God's eternal character. I love that. So joy is gladness, the Bible talks about. But watch this. It draws from something much deeper than an event or a circumstance or luck or by chance. Joy draws its gladness from the eternal character of God. What does that mean? His character doesn't change. My joy 
right? And the basis of my joy is on and in God who never changes. He's immovable. Come on, somebody. He's unshakable. And so I can have joy in any situation because it draws from God's character. Now, I hope this is encouraging to you today. And I really want to break this down. Joy didn't start with humans. Joy didn't start on this earth. Joy is divine. God originated joy. God is the one that created joy. So it didn't originate with man. Listen, it didn't originate in this world. And I'm going to tell you why this is so important. Because if it didn't originate in this world, then this world can't take it away. Come on, somebody. Now, you can give it away. But the world can't take it away. Why? Because joy is divine. It's from God. It's heavenly. Right? Now, I want to encourage you today. You as a believer have joy. If God resides on the inside of you, if you have asked Jesus to come inside your heart, if you have been saved by his grace, right? You've responded to God's grace. You have joy. I want you to say it. Say, I have joy. You know, we have been looking at this word grace in the Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek. The word grace means charis. Say that with me. Say charis. So I think this is important. I think you're going to love this. This word charis in the Greek not only means God's unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor in our lives, but it also means, look, to rejoice. It means that which causes joy, pleasure, gratification, and thankfulness. So the word charis, look, it also means to rejoice. Look at the word thanksgiving. Remember, we looked at this last week. It means eucharisto. So the root of our thanksgiving is God's grace. God's grace causes thanksgiving. But look at the Greek word for joy. The Greek word for joy is kara. Why, you say, Pastor, why are you pointing all this out? Because what we need to understand is charis, eucharisto, and our kara, our joy, the grace, thanksgiving, and joy are a divine connection that God has given us. So when grace comes on your heart, one result of that grace is thanksgiving. It causes thanksgiving. But I want to tell you today, when grace is received by faith in your heart, you know what you receive? You receive joy. I like to say it this way. Joy is happiness from heaven. Come on, somebody. Write that in the chat. Joy is happiness from heaven. So when grace comes on your heart, not only are you thankful, but the definition of grace actually means to rejoice. I asked myself this question. So I wonder, what does grace feel like? You know what grace feels like? Grace feels like absolute joy. So if you're not walking in this joy, I want to ask you a question. Are you looking to the grace of God? Because grace produces God's joy in your life. Come on, is this good? You need joy. We all need it. We all need more heaven on earth. And so I want happiness that comes from the joy of heaven. Why? Because you know what? It's not going to be by chance. It's not going to be when circumstances line up or some events that I have to wait on. No, I can have it all the time because God never leaves me nor forsakes me. Come on, give him a good shout. Come on, say thank you, Lord, for your joy. This is why the secret of happiness is God's very joy. 
because joy is happiness that comes down from heaven. Do you know that God defines his very presence by joy? Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I love the way the New Living Translation reads it. It says, you will show me the path of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. I love it. The Bible says that God grants us the joy of his presence. Now, what I did is I like to look up these words in the Hebrew, you know, in the Hebrew language, that's the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, this word presence. Remember, it says in your presence is fullness of joy. This word presence actually means face, but look, it means personhood. It doesn't just mean face, it means personhood. So it says in your presence, in the personhood of God, there is fullness of joy. Now in the Hebrew, this word fullness means sabah. It means abundance, satiety. Satiety means satisfaction. So in the Hebrew, Psalm 1611 could read like this. In God's person and face is an abundance of satisfying joy. So God defines his very presence as joyful. Now, why, why is that important, Pastor Phil? It's important. I'm going to tell you why. Because if God doesn't have joy, he can't give you joy. If God isn't happy, then how can he make you happy? You know, growing up, I've heard people say, you know, God doesn't want you happy. He wants you holy. Okay. And so we paint this picture of, of God being mean and God being this grumpy guy up in heaven who's not happy. But I want to encourage you today. God is not only holy, he is happy and he is happy because he's holy. And you can be too. You can be happy and holy and joyful at the same time. You know, I was thinking as we go into this Advent season and we're preparing, right, to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Do you know the first announcement of Jesus's birth had joy in it? Look at Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I will bring you good tidings. What is that? Of great, come on, say it, of great joy, which shall be to all People, for there is born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The first announcement of Jesus coming to the earth had joy attached to it because that is his presence. But see, most people don't see God as joyful. And I want to encourage you today. How you see God matters. Yeah, well, how you see God matters. If you don't see God as joyful, you won't be joyful. And how you see him will determine what you receive from him. Come on, somebody. And could it be that we're not experiencing joy simply because we don't see God as joyful? Darius Daniel says this. He says, the God you see is the God you get. I love what he says. He says, if you see Jesus as a carpenter, well, you'll get your house fixed. He says, if you see Jesus, though, as the Christ, you will get your life fixed. But I want to add something else. If you see Jesus as joyful, you will get your happiness fixed. Come on, somebody. Come on, say joy. Now, God has given his people joy, not only 
does it represent his personhood, his presence? Not only does his grace give us joy, but you know, his Holy Spirit is producing joy inside of you right now. You have joy. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Look, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against all of these things. And so many people today are looking for something that they already have. Have you ever watched a dog chase its tail? How, how frustrating that is. This is where so many people are at today is they're looking for something they already have. God has already placed in you Joy. Now, I want to tell you, in our time together, I wish I could actually really go deeper. You know, in my book, I actually wrote three different chapters on joy. I want to tell you why. Because it's so powerful. It's so multidimensional. And you need it. If you didn't need it, God wouldn't have given it to you. But joy is actually a necessity that you and I need in our life. And here's the great thing. The Holy Spirit right now is producing joy in your life. Now, look at what joy is. Joy is the outward expression of the inward life of God's Spirit in you. I find this fascinating that one of the ways God is defining His presence and His Spirit is through joy. One of the ways God is working in your life is not only through love and patience and all those are great, but it's through joy as well. Now, as we close today, I want to tell you how joy works because I think this is so important. Joy that's coming from God's Spirit, joy works internally first to the external second. Let me say that again. What joy does is joy works from the inside out. Now, watch this. Happiness works from the external to try to make the internal satisfied. It's the opposite. When we allow God's spirit internally, come on somebody, to produce joy, then guess what? The expression of our life is happiness and joy. I love it. And I want to I say this today. Because if there's one thing that this season has done, it's challenged our expectation of relying on external events. Did you hear what I just said? This season has challenged us on relying on just external things because they've all been changing the last eight months. A lot of things that we expected to happen maybe didn't happen in our external worlds. But you know what? We are now more than ever having to rely on the internal world. And I'm going to tell you, that's good. We need to start relying on his presence that is unchanging. Come on, somebody. We have, and, and a lot of people are being disillusioned because for us as Christians, a lot of us have not been relying on his spirit and our internal world. We have just been relying on, well, you know, this makes me happy. And you know, you know, I'll go to church and I'll just check that box that I went to church and, you know, it's good. I'm happy. But now that a lot of our worlds have been shaken and our external worlds are not lining up to what we thought it would be, many people are becoming disillusioned. And I want to tell you something today. 
we need to rely on the Holy Spirit that's inside of us that is producing joy. Now today, I'm not talking about joy because everything in my life has lined up the way that I thought it would. I'm talking about joy today and I have an abundance of joy and happiness because I'm drawing from the very presence of God. This is why Paul and everything that he went through in a Roman prison attached chained to a Roman guard says, you know what? I rejoice in the Lord always, not because of circumstances, not because the events lined up the way that he thought, but because who he was joined to gave him joy. See, I can rejoice in the Lord always, no matter what's going on, because he's my source of joy. I want to be honest with you today. We've all had some hard times, you know, this last eight months. I've had hard times. Listen, my church family, there's times where I've wept. Why? Because, you know, I'm a pastor. I love people. I haven't seen a lot of our congregation in eight to nine months. Man, my heart misses people. But you know what the Bible says? That weeping endures for the night. Come on. But joy comes in the mornings. In other words, feelings are going to come and go. And it's okay to weep. But I want you to know that joy is still there because of the presence of God. And as I close today, here's what I want to tell you. Since happiness is waiting on an event, why don't we just allow joy and the presence of God to be that event on our heart that causes us happiness today. Yeah, His presence is right there with you. You know, as children of God, we should be the most joyful people, the most happiest people. I want to leave you with this scripture. 1 Peter 1 verse 8, You love Him passionately, although you did not see Him, but through believing in Him, you are saturated with an ecstatic, come on, say that word, joy, as an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. One translation says, unspeakably and full of glory. That's the joy that God places in our hearts. My church family, listen, happiness is the number one pursuit globally in people's lives. And guess what? You and I have the answer. We have the joy of the Lord because you have his presence. And what an excellent opportunity to show people who the world is by our joy. Listen, not by our judgment, but by our joy. Yeah, by our joy. You know, I'm committed to having a joyful church. Yeah, come on. Now, some people may leave. Some people may want, you know, a a church service that it's like a funeral. Well, you know, we're just going to kind of respect and we're going to be quiet. Well, you know what? You're going to have a rude awakening when we get to heaven and the music's loud and people are dancing and worshiping God. Come on, somebody. I'm committed to having a joyful church. Why? Because in his presence, where his presence is, there is fullness of joy. Now, you ready? How do we access this joy? You access this joy through thanksgiving. Charis, eucharisto, and kara. What if we, as we end today, what if we just cultivated some joy? See, many people don't know, number one, they have joy, but number two, they don't know how to access. You know how you access this incredible joy? By giving thanks. I want to ask you a question. Has God done anything good in 2020 for you? 
Come on, Hazzy, think about it. Come on, it's intentional. You got to think about it. You got to cultivate it. Cultivate this joy. This is why when we count our blessings, we, we, we start to feel those feelings of joy. Yeah, joy has feelings to them. Now you got to be intentional, right? Joy does have feelings, but you got to make a choice to access that. You got to make a choice to focus on who God is and His presence. But has any good come out of 2020? Has God done any miracles for you in 2020? Come on, think about it for a moment. Stir up that joy. Cultivate that joy today because this joy, the Bible says, is strength to you. And it's the secret of happiness. And you know what? You have it in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray that God restore the joy of your salvation, even in this season. And maybe you're watching today, you've never said a prayer and asked Jesus in your heart. You know what? He wants to come inside your heart. He wants to forgive you of all your sins. He wants your, his grace to flood your life. He wants you to be a thankful person and he wants you to be a joyful person. That's why joyful people are always thankful people and thankful people, grateful people are always joyful people. Listen, if you've never asked Jesus to come inside your heart, would you do it? today. Come on, would you say the simple prayer in faith? Repeat after me. Say, Father God, come on, say it loud. Even if you're driving in your car right now, say, Father God, forgive me of all of my sins. Jesus, come inside my heart and make me new. I receive your grace by faith. Jesus, I invite you into my heart in the name of Jesus. Listen, I want to pray for every person right now. Lord, I pray right now you restore the joy. I cultivate joy in people's lives, strength in people's lives from your presence. Lord, not from what we have in our bank account, not from the job that we're, we're currently working or we don't have, but joy that comes from you. Lord, may it be tangible. Lord, I pray that people would feel it even now as I am praying, Lord, your joy Lord, we have something to celebrate. We can celebrate your presence and we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time and asked Jesus in your heart, will you let us know? And you could do that by texting BELIEVE to 951-382-5757. We'd just like to know that you were here and you prayed today's prayer. I pray that the joy of the Lord saturate you today. Before we go, I want to give you all the opportunity to give today. I want to thank you all for your tithes and your offerings. Many of you have been so faithful in this, in this season. And thank you. And I know that Christmas is coming up. And, and I, I want to encourage you, don't forget the house of God. You know, I'm excited. Our worship team is coming together and we're starting to rehearse. We're going to be getting ready to open and we're going to be recording some stuff. So now, you know, on our live stream, we can have some worship. Can you say a good amen? And so we are moving forward and we're still here. God is still doing stuff. So I thank you for your generosity today. And you know, if you are blessed by today, come on, joyful people are generous people. Let's give today. And there's some giving options there on the screen. You could simply text PLC Marietta to 77977. If you'd like to send us a check, you can do that. Just go to Passion Life Church dot com and the slash give there and do that. And maybe some of you want to get some of your end of the year giving in, you know, uh, you can do that. We are 501 C3 church. And so, you know, you can get your 
tax uh, deductions from that. So we're, we're thankful for that. Also, um, if you'd like to give through the app, you can do that as well. And so I want to thank you so much. You know, our vision is very simple. We want people to know God. We want you to grow in faith. We want you to discover your purpose so you can go out and make a difference. I'm going to ask that you share today's video with somebody who you think may need some joy today because God is working and in his presence is fullness of joy. We love you so much. God bless you. Listen, go to Power of Thank You book.com. Read the other two or three chapters on joy. It's going to bless you. Have a great Sunday and we'll see you next week.